Hello and welcome to our podcast. I'm Risa. And I'm Ariana. And we're the Krollmeister sisters. As a reminder, this podcast is rated T for Teen for strong language and mature themes. If you would like a podcast where they uh, don't have to warn you about the content beforehand, then uh, head on over to Her's very own podcast, Unlocked. This time, they talk to the voice actor who played Pa. See? I got it this time. Yes. I wrote it down. You did. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today, sister? I think you mean, who are we talking to? That was so <gasps> dumb and cheesy and I didn't like it. I know, but it was Victoria, beautiful. introduce yourself, it. please. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm Victoria. Um, I also stream Nancy Drew, amongst other things, on Twitch and have done so for a while now. And I have been graciously invited by the Krollmeister sisters to talk Nancy Drew and Twitch and other things. So I'm very excited to be here and I thank you guys for letting me be here as well. Thank you for thank being you guys. here. We appreciate it. I said thank you guys. You're good. You're doing great, sister. You're doing very good. <laughs> I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, honestly. Sure. This is so great. It's yeah. nice to talk to another Nancy Drew around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, tell us about yourself. <laughs> Why don't you ask pointed questions first? <laughs> I feel like we need to take this in a direction. <laughs> take this in a direction. Okay. When did you first start playing Nancy Drew games? Okay, so... um I had grown up reading, like, the traditional yellowback, so that was, like, my first introduction to Nancy Drew as a character, and then, um, because of my love for the books, um, my 10th birthday, um, a friend of mine gave me the original Secrets Can Kill. So, I turned 10 in 2003, if you want to do the math to find out how old I am, um, and I was given that game, and I was like, me and my mom are gonna play this game, and it's gonna be great. Well, we started playing the game, and it took us two entire months to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to the end, and the ending terrified me. I didn't touch another game for four years. Oh, no. <laughs> so um, it wasn't until I was uh, almost 14 that uh, my neighbor down the road, um, she was two years older than me, and we just kind of hit it off, became friends, and she had mentioned one day Nancy Drew games, and I was like, oh, yeah, I had one of those. It was terrible, and I hated it, and I had nightmares for weeks. <laughs> And she was like, well, which one did you play? And I was like, oh, it was Secrets Can Kill. And she was like, that one's pretty scary. Would you play another one with me? And I said, okay, sure. Um, I'll try it again. Um, so I went over to her house every day after uh, school for a week. And we played um, the newest game at that time, which was uh, Secret of Shadow Ranch. And so from that point on I was hooked and I played all the ones between that and then continued to play them as they came out and so it just became very special to me a lot of those um, early games I have memories of playing with her um, so I attribute her to my love of those the game series now nice <laughs> that's cool so you would then say as your first Nancy Drew game would you really count which one well <laughs> I guess technically my first game was Secrets Can Kill, but the first game that really like got me into the series was Secret of Shadow Ranch. So I really attribute that more to my first game because then when I went back and played Secrets Can Kill again, I liked it so much more than I had the first time. So we get that. Yeah. Our first game was technically Message in a Haunted Mansion, but we didn't finish it because um, the disc melted. Um, in the CD drive. So um, we say Treasure and Royal okay. Tower was our first game because that was okay. the first one we completed. So we get it. Yeah. Completely so, understand. So it melted, you said? 
it melted. It was a one of those. It was like one of those all-in-one computers where it was like the monitor and the computer, and so the like the and CD it just drive got was on the side. It got way too hot, and it just melted. <laughs> that is so safe. <laughs> yes, so safe. Uh, we're and honestly, and and it was there's a, a a little light on her desk that got really really hot. It could like burn you. So I think that was probably had something to do it too with it too because it was right behind the monitor. It's um, like four hundred degrees, like right oh there. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, so when did you start streaming on Twitch? So um, I can my first stream ever was on April fifteenth, uh, twenty sixteen. So like a year and a half ago, almost, which seems like so long ago. Um, the reason I had even started doing that was uh, the only reason I ever created a Twitch account in the first place was to start watching her interactive streams because they started streaming their own games. And I realized when I was there that they were the only ones that were really streaming their games. Um, And so I was like, you know what, I want to give their games more exposure. So I started streaming at that point. And then I found like the other four to five people (laughs) on the entire site that were um, streaming Nancy Drew as well. And so through that, I was able to kind of, you know, you just, you find other people that love the same games as you. And and because of that, you just develop friendships with these people. And it just got, after I got into it, I was like, I'm too committed. There's no way I'm stopping this now. (laughs) There's no backing out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So were you, when you first started streaming the games, were you streaming them like an order or just whatever ones you wanted to stream? I did. I, so the, um, the first time I played through the entire series, I played them in chronological order. The only exception being is that my computer um, at the time just would not run the original Secrets Can Kill, so I played the remastered in its place. Um, but I did play the Secrets Can Kill remastered was the first thing I ever streamed, and then I just moved through the series chronologically, including the dossiers. I threw those in there too, where, so that was fun, but... Um, yep, I've, so I've finished the entire series once, and then now I've been kind of just replaying them at random, depending on what I'm feeling or in the mood for, so. Nice. Nice. <laughs> that makes sense, doing it in chronological order. We don't make sense. Um, <laughs> you know, there's not many people that stream them in chronological order, I've found. There's only, like, two other Nancy Drew streamers that I can think of off the top of my head that I've ever <laughs> seen them play them in chronological order, so... Not too as not as weird as you think. True. I mean, part of it I think is just that it's so hard to find the earlier ones. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. or if you had them before, they might have died in the meantime. Yeah. You know, if you had all the physical copies, computers melted, melted. exactly. Yeah. Um. You know. <laughs> Let's get into Nancy Drew as a topic. Okay. Um. So. What were you, what are your top three favorite Nancy Drew games, either just in general or that you streamed or? Do you want me to do like three, two, one or like one, two, three? <laughs> um, I prefer three, two, one. I, I like, right, I like yes. the build up. Building up. Okay. <laughs> Suspense. We'll go three, two, one. So fun fact about me, I love Nancy Drew probably way too much and I have actually ranked <laughs> all of the games in a list of my favorites so I can reference it as much as I want. Um, but for number three, um, I have to give that to Ghost of Thornton Hall. It's my favorite, like, spooky game. Um, I think it's got a really great blend of, um, characters, 
uh, atmosphere, puzzles, uh, length, difficulty, um, all of those things. Um, plus, I myself live in the South, so it's got a little bit of soft spot for me there because it takes place there in Georgia. Um, so that that's usually uh, where I give number three. That sometimes gets flipped back and forth between Phantom of Venice, but currently it's what's at number three. <laughs> so Phantom of Venice is my... Uh, runner-up, I guess you could say. Um, number two is uh, Shadow at the Water's Edge. Um, this is a game that I love more for the um, puzzles and music than I do for anything else, which seems like a weird thing. But um, I remember after I played the game through the first time and I went back, I just wanted to go back and it, and it sparked a huge love in me for nonograms. So I'm like a huge nonogram freak now, and I just play nonograms all the time, and I have a save file on <laughs> Shadow at the Water's Edge where I go in and literally just like play nonograms and then start my that file over and do it again, just because I like the puzzles so much. Um, and the music is just fabulous in that game, and so, um, plus I also like, I kind of like how long it is. Um, it makes you feel really accomplished when you like finish it again. Um, and then number one is maybe slightly, um, I don't know, stereotypical or, or uh, not super surprising, but uh, Shadow, um, Shadow Ranch is number one. And just because um, I do have such a nostalgic love for that game because of my history in Nancy, with Nancy Drew <laughs> um, and kind of the whole, every time I go back, I just remember the excitement that it gave me to like play through the entire series and um, you know, all the friends and, and Twitch and everything that it's kind of all led me to all kind of just goes back to that moment where I first started Shadow Ranch. So that one will always, always have a soft spot in my heart. And because of that, it is my favorite and I will love it forever. <laughs> it's also a quality game. So, you know, you don't have yeah, to yeah. qualify it. <laughs> it's not even just, just quality through Nostalgia Goggles. It's just good on its own. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Um, I love that one. Honestly, all three of those that yeah. you just said were in my top five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually top three, but I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I go, you know, Danger on Deception Island in that okay. number one spot. Solid choice, though. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, otherwise it's pretty, yeah, pretty similar. Um, who are your favorite characters? That can be regular characters, Clue Crew, or it can be outside any suspect or any book character, even. Okay. Um, so, my favorite characters change all the time, because I'll be honest, while I remember characters, there's so many that just, like, looking objectively at the whole series, it's hard to just remember everybody, um, but ones that I always go back to are, like, Nicholas Falcone in the final scene, um, I just think he's such a strong character and so perfectly fit for that game. Um, so I always just really enjoy him. Um, Chase in Trail of the Twister is another character and he's kind of like a, like an underdog kind of character. Like he's not overly flashy or, or super strong in his personality, but he's just kind of like this good dude that like you just get used to having there and, and, you know, he's got a lot of really great one-liners, you know, um, you do they call you Nancy because you Nancy too many questions just like gets me every time so um stuff like that um I love gosh um 
Jane in Blackmore Manor is such an incredibly, like, layered character. Um, really all the characters from Blackmore Manor I love, including Nigel, and I know he gets a lot of hate because he's a dork, but I love him anyway. Because um, he would be me in that game. If I was in a game, that would be me. I would be Nigel. So, um, characters like, um, I don't know, I like a lot of the, like, sassy characters. So, I don't know, like, Alexi from Alibi and Ashes, like, He's just this older gentleman, and you don't expect him to just have that kind of sass about him, but he just, like, snaps off, like, nobody's business, and it's just really surprising and kind of refreshing in a weird way. Um, so those are just some characters off the top of my head um, that always kind of stand out every time I go through those games specifically. Nice. Ariana, you had a question here. Oh, I did. Okay. Do you have... Any kind of crazy shipping or OTP that you happen okay. to? <laughs> well, um, I'll tell you, like, m- my ship with Nancy. Nancy should only be with Ned. I'm sorry, Hardy Whoa. Boys fans. I love the Hardys. <laughs> I love the Hardys. But it should be Nancy and Ned forever, in my opinion. So that's... Risa, Risa, we made a mistake. We need to kick her out of the podcast oh, right God. now. Okay. <laughs> Um, but, uh, and I'll tell you my least favorite ship that I've ever heard. Okay. And, uh, Nancy and Scott from Trail of the Twister gagged please. No. He could be her dad. Ugh. And I yeah. have read way too, this is probably an embarrassing <laughs> secret I shouldn't say on the internet, but I have read way too many really <laughs> gross fan fictions that were Nancy oh, yeah. and Scott. But, Ooh. um, other than that, other than Nancy pairing, um, my favorite pairing would probably be, um... And it, this is never really officially, like, confirmed, but I'm going to do it anyway right now. Um, but Xenia and Thanos from Labyrinth of Lies. Um, I love Labyrinth of Lies, um, and I love all of the characters in that game. So, um, but yeah, Xenia and Thanos. Also, Thanos is my number one Nancy Drew dude, I'm just going to say. <laughs> if dude was real, I would find out where he lived. <laughs> He did murder people, though. I mean... Okay. okay. We're overlooking it. Yeah. He is, we're splitting he's, hairs here. He's buff. <laughs> yeah. He like, is fair everyone enough. In that game, everyone in that game is so beautiful. Yeah. Like, you play that game, you're like, if these people were real, I would just stare at them. Yeah. they're <laughs> And they're all just so distinct, which I really love, too. So, um, yeah. That game that game is pretty high up on my, my rank, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those those are my ship pairs, I think. <laughs> Do you have any like crazy ones that you like that no one else likes? We we came up with uh, Deirdre and Bess as our. Um, hmm. I feel like I feel like my favorite was uh, Professor Hotchkiss and um, and um, Doctor Buford. Doctor Buford, thank you. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. <laughs> so we come hmm. up with crazy ones. See, craziest one you can think of that you like. Okay, craziest one I can think of that I like. Let's do, let's do Deirdre and Henry Bolay. Oh, man. I can see it. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. they're both Absolutely. a little dry. They're both a little sarcastic, right? But yeah, uh, yeah no, I think they could keep <laughs> each other in line. They yeah. would keep I each think other so on too. their toes. And and he- heaven forbid anybody cross them because that that yeah. would be. 
a scary couple to cross. True. <laughs> I like that one. Okay. Usually you hear people shipping Henry with Mel from Yeah, but Warnings I just feel Waverly like that's Academy. almost too predictable. That's just putting goths together. Right. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's too predictable. Like, it's it's the easy pairing, so I think that's why people do it so yeah. much. <laughs> I guess I can see that. But no, I like I like the idea of Deirdre because with Summer, she's all pushy. And Deirdre's pushy, but she's pushy in like a I respect you way. Yeah. Not in yeah. an abusive way. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Not like buy me a sound system or I'm leaving you kind of Jeez. way. <laughs> Just want to go back and one one more time reiterate Summer is a terrible character. Summer is a terrible she's character. Horrible. Yeah. T- terrible girlfriends. Also, um uh, terrible girlfriend while we're on that subject, uh, <laughs> Lexi from Thornton Hall, like, sorry, but he's getting married, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> getting like, married. maybe like it this... might be time to back off. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Um, what is your craziest headcanon for the entire series? At the end of all of our episodes when we talk about a game, Ariana and I come up with a crackpot theory. Which is pretty much whatever we're coming up with on the spot. Um, it just happens. So in the games, what so it's is usually the craziest? <laughs> oh yeah, no, they're inane. Uh, what is your just a crackpot theory about okay. all of the games? So this has crossed my mind a few times, um, and I don't know if I have any evidence to really support it, but it's in my head anyway. We don't None need needed. evidence for okay. these. <laughs> so what if? Um, Professor Hotchkiss and Prudence Rutherford were the same person. Go on. <laughs> and because if you've noticed, the only evidence I really have is in multiple conversations that Nancy has had with both of these ladies, they kind of forget who she is or forget aspects of her. So I'm wondering if she has like some sort of like I mean, this is so tragic to say it out loud, but what if she has, like, early onset, like, Alzheimer's or dementia, and she has these two personalities, and they're Prudence and Professor Hotchkiss, and so she's, like, incredibly brilliant as Professor Hotchkiss and then incredibly creative as Prudence, and those are, like, the two halves of her brain, and they come out, and so she knows Nancy because, you know, obviously, she goes on multiple uh, (laughs) adventures courtesy of either of these people so but that's kind of a a weird thing that's crossed into my mind before is what if they're the same person and somehow nancy's gonna find out that they're like the same thing because she's never met prudence face to face it's true so for all she knows you know it could be her completely true i like it i (laughs) someone recently said had the the theory that professor hotchkiss is Nancy from the future. Huh. <sighs> yeah, I read that one recently. She's Nancy from the future, who goes back in time to help her solve cases she never finished. So does Nancy at some point just, like, stop doing mysteries and start studying a whole bunch of French and no. Egyptian history? <laughs> Maybe. She's in her 60s. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, time to retire. I'm going to learn a bunch of things. 
In all fairness, she doesn't seem to actually know too much about Marie Antoinette for somebody who claims to be an expert in Marie Antoinette. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. I know so much about Marie Antoinette. I really need this journal so that I can know about Marie Antoinette. <laughs> I need to go look in a book and tell me um, how old Marie Antoinette was when she married. It was like, this feels like the number one thing you should know. <laughs> yeah, true. <clears throat> true. <clears throat> yeah, but Gordon's Rutherford. Hotchkiss. I like it. Same person. You know. <laughs> Could be. I like it. We have lots of same person type things. Someone else was saying in our chat when our when I was playing um, Secret of the Old Clock, they were saying Josiah Crowley came back as Prudence Rutherford. He didn't actually die. He came back. Like the whole like a- Clara thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I don't remember who said it. That actually uh, but, kind of exploded my brain for a second, yeah. and I'm trying to process <laughs> that one. He liked dressing up as as Clara, yeah. and then, you know, and, and later he was like, well, I just have to find another one. So he became Prudence Rutherford instead. Huh. Because <laughs> why not? And also, and I know I'm not the only person that's ever thought this, but Prudence Rutherford's voice sounds very masculine for a lady very and masculine. i constantly have to look up the casting and be like was this voiced by a man because it sounds like it could have been and it's yeah. not but <laughs> i've second guessed myself multiple times and i'm like there's no way that like this wasn't <laughs> voiced by a man so this actually is starting to make sense <laughs> i can dig it yeah <laughs> i like um, it bef- before we ask you about what's up on your channel, let's do a lightning round. Oh okay. boy. Of we'll ask you a question and you just have to say the first thing that comes to your head. Okay. Ariana, go. Okay. I, I came up with a very. Uh, 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 a list. It's a list. It's a list. Okay. Okay. <laughs> They're kind of random. Some may be a little harder than others. All right. Ready? Start the clock. There's no clock. Okay. Um. <laughs> Start easy. Favorite color? Uh, green. Texting or talking? Um, it depends on the person. <laughs> Good point. Uh, invisibility or super strength? Um, invisibility. Uh, favorite junk food? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> cheese is not a junk food, right? I mean... It can be a junk food. <laughs> if you consume it en masse, I believe I, it is. I do sometimes eat copious amounts, so maybe... <laughs> <laughs> maybe cheese would be my answer. <laughs> Um, would you rather ask permission or beg forgiveness? Uh, ask permission. Um, if you were really hungry, would you eat a bug? Can I kill it first? (laughs) Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay, then yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And, uh, take risks or play it safe? I usually play it safe. (laughs) (laughs) Those are all the ones that I came up with. Um, (laughs) Um, favorite Sunny June reference? Oh, gosh. Um, like, a line from him? No, any reference in a game. Oh, um, in Minette's studio. All of his doodles in Minette's studio, I think, would take it. Favorite villain? Oh, gosh. Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I get it. Um, game that makes the least amount of sense... To you. Uh, shattered medallion. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like that's a universal truth. <laughs> yeah. 
That or very closely followed by Ransom of the Seven Ships. Yeah. I don't understand a lot of that game. (laughs) Um, Game that took you the longest to complete. Um, Ransom. It took me about two and a half months. Yeah. Because I gave up kind of halfway through. So I'm including (laughs) the break as part of it. Right. (laughs) I accept that. Yeah. What was the game that took the least amount of time? Um, Secrets Can Kill Remastered, um, like, two hours, two and a half. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Super straightforward. (laughs) Pretty much. Um. Favorite Nancy Drew book? Oh, uh, uh, Sign of the Twisted Candles, which is number nine in the Yellowback series. (laughs) Bess or George? George. Frank Frank or or Joe? Joe. (laughs) Um, it kind of depends on the day, but most days I'm going to pick Frank. Um, I had one more. It was an either or. Mm, I can't remember anymore. Lightning around. It's not very lightning-y. I know. It's because I had things, but I didn't write any of them down. You were zinging them out pretty good. Thank you. This is like the the end of the the lightning storm. (laughs) Yes. The really, really petered out ones. Yeah. Those. Yeah. Where it's starting obviously. to calm down and you're like, wow, it's actually kind of cool out now. <laughs> exactly. It's really just the eye of the storm. You don't even know. Yeah. I have totally a lot more. No, I don't. No. I no. don't. I think we're good. It's okay. Yeah. So tell us what is going uh, on with you in the future. Well, um, I have a lot of plans, um, for my channel. Um, I have more games than I think I'll ever have time to actually do. (laughs) Um, one really big thing that I'd kind of like to talk about, um, I, uh, I'm assume that as Nancy Drew fans, you've heard of Argyle Fumpf. Um, his, uh, new game, um, that's coming out on Steam in the next few weeks, um, the pizza delivery boy who saved the world, um, I am the other lead character in that game, so, um, I'm really looking forward to that, I'll I'll be playing it blind, um, I could (laughs) have beta tested it, but I decided that I'd rather just play it blind when it's all completed live on stream, um, so I'm really excited for that, um, I am a huge Nintendo buff as well, so I play a lot of Nintendo um, on my channel. Um, the other series that I love as much as I love Nancy Drew is Pokemon, so I have <laughs> yes. all of those, and I plan to kind of slowly make my way through those. Um, they obviously take a lot more time than Nancy Drew does. Yes. Um, and I am still um, replaying Nancy Drew on senior mode through my channel, so um, that's been really fun to kind of revisit those games. I never really get tired of them, so... No. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've been also doing, uh, like, live book reading streams um, on my channel, um, and what I've particularly been going through is I collected all of the Nancy Drew books that the games are based off of, so I've oh, been live cool. reading the book versions of the games, um, and it, currently I'm in the middle of the final scene. I've been doing this chronologically, and it's crazy to see, like, the differences or, like, the plot changes or even character changes, like... Did you know that in Treasure in a Royal Tower book, um, Professor Hotchkiss is a man, um, which is pretty crazy. So um, just like little finding out things like that and being able to do the contrasting has been really fun. So that's kind of my current plans going forward. Um, And so just kind of seeing what works and what doesn't as I keep going and 
you know, there have been some things where I've tried and I'm like, oh, this doesn't really fit very well. So, you know, it's just kind of like a learning process. It never really stops. Um, and as my community uh, grows and gets stronger, um, it's kind of cool to see what other people bring to the table. And like, I mean, even just using this as an example, like the community that you build and the things that you get to do with other people, even live on the Internet from thousands and thousands of miles <laughs> away, like it's it's a really cool kind of monster Twitch is. Um, so I look forward to kind of tackling it as it comes comes forward and just kind of figuring out like what works and what I really enjoy doing and um, kind of paring away the stuff that doesn't work or I don't enjoy as much. But Very cool. So where can we find you for your content? So um, I am at obviously twitch.tv slash vbudkey. Um, and that should be there in the little title then if anybody uh, uh, checks that out. But um, And then you can follow me on Twitter if you like. I post my um, stream schedule um, as much as I can. Sometimes that gets tentatively changed because my life's kind of crazy. And so sometimes stuff happens. But um, I try to keep things as up to date as possible on my Twitter um, and post stream updates and things like that. So feel free to follow me there if you're not. Um, but... Yeah, that's uh, my basic stuff. Uh, I don't have anything too fancy in the way of uh, usernames. My username <laughs> is literally my name. So, <laughs> really, at least you can remember it. If yeah. it works, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, this was our interview with the lovely Victoria. Um, as a reminder, you can find us and talk to us at our Twitter, our SoundCloud, our YouTube, our Tumblr, or come to one of our Twitch streams and just yell at us in the chat. Everyone does it. It's the cool thing to do. <laughs> um, you can also now subscribe to our Twitch page. Uh, you can, if you subscribe, you get access to our cute little wine glass emote. Or if you'd rather, you can buy us a digital coffee uh, ko-fi.com slash sisters. So just as a reminder, I'm Risa. And I'm Ariana. And I'm Victoria. And we're the Krollmeister sisters. And we're asking you guys to stay sleuthy.